Welcome to Red Ring Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show. So you may have noticed it's been a hot minute since I've posted a podcast, and for that I do apologize. I'm here to talk to you today about the state of Dead by Daylight in asymmetrical horror games. <laughs> We're in a really weird state where it seems like a lot of uh, Dead by Daylight content creators are burnt out on the game, and many have moved on from Dead by Daylight. Um, and I don't blame them, you know? The game... I don't think it was meant to be played for... I don't think Dead by Daylight was meant to be played for the amount of hours we play. And I think I have about 4,000 hours, and I know people who have, you know, almost double that. There are so many things that can make Dead by Daylight a very unfun game, and most of it comes down to the community. A lot of people like to blame the devs for creating, you know, perks like Made for This, Adrenaline, Save the Best for Last... Um, pain res, corrupt intervention, pop, all the slowdown perks. But a lot of the responsibility falls on the community. Uh, there's a lot of things that killers can do to be scummy to survivors. And the thing is, nobody in this game really owes it to anybody that's playing. If you want to play super sweaty, if you're trying to win at whatever cost of happiness it, it causes the other side, that's totally up to you. And you know what? There's really not a lot the other team can do about that. Especially since most of us play this solo queue. And when I say solo queue, if you're new to that term, that means you just you get ready in a lobby. It's just you and you're playing with randoms. So you, you have no form of communication. Other than pointing and motioning towards coming to me or seeing the status indicators. The problem, the problem with solo queue, and Ots covered this in a recent video, is that not a lot of solo queue players use perks that are beneficial, like information perks like Bond or Kindred, um, even Empathy. And not a lot of people use second chance perks. Off the record, probably the best second chance perk. Adrenaline is... Uh, actually, maybe Adrenaline's better, um, but, you know, Decisive Strike, it has been nerfed severely, uh, but maybe it's time to start bringing that back, and Ott's talked about that in his video as well. Instead, it seems like generators have become the sole purpose of Dead by Daylight, and I get it, it's the main objective, but there used to be a time when perk combinations like Ruin Undying meant that survivors had to work on totems. And there was a time when survivors could make totems into incredible weapons in the form of Circle of Healing and Boon Shadow Step. And, uh, you know, Shadow Step still is, is really strong because it covers multiple levels. But nobody wants to sacrifice a perk slot. Nobody wants to sacrifice their precious, you know, resilience made for this Windows, Adrenaline, or Dead Hard, you know. It's just the same builds over and over and over again. And it's the same for Killer, too. You know, you play... Uh, uh, the MMR isn't that high. It doesn't take much to reach, you know, quote-unquote high MMR games. But once you do, you'll be seeing many of the same builds from Killers. Pain Resonance, Pop Goes the Weasel, Lethal Pursuer, uh, Jolt, Sloppy Butcher, Save the Best for Last... Um, and these are, this is just off the top of my head. I'm going off the cuff with this episode because I just wanted to get something out there. And I, I really just wanted to connect with you again, because, um, again, this episode might be a little bit all over the place for that. I apologize. The next one will be more structured, 
But if you're on Spotify, take a look in your Spotify app. There should be like a place where you can answer a question. So let me pose this question to you. Are you playing Dead by Daylight more these days, less these days, or have you completely stopped? Are you playing about the same amount? I'll leave options in Spotify, and I wish I had that uh, option for all platforms, but um, it's something I can do through Spotify, and I think it's really cool. It'll be a fun way for me to engage with you, because as it stands right now, outside of comments on the podcast, which I don't always get to in a timely manner, um, it's really hard for me to have a back and forth with y'all. So if you want to answer in the Spotify app, the you know question of the day kind of thing, be sure to answer, and I'll I'll include that in the next episode. I'll, I'll read some of your responses. But yeah, my main point it, it, that I want to get across is that Dead by Daylight can be really frustrating to play, and it's a result of the community. You know, the gameplay, slugging survivors at four or five gens, refusing to put somebody on hook so they can go to the next game because there is a disconnect penalty. You know, survivors can can make things hell for killers as well. That's pretty rare. And the thing is, like, if a killer is in a bad chase, they should just break off chase and go pressure somebody else. Because there's a good chance that if your first chase lasts longer than, let's say, 30 to 60 seconds without landing a single hit, uh, you should probably drop that chase and go pressure somebody else. Because you're obviously dealing with either a really good runner or a map with really strong pallets and strong tiles, and they can just play it on autopilot. Uh, I'm looking at you, the game, <laughs> Gideon Pallet Plant. Um, so yeah, the, the community, uh, and the thing is, we're at a point where it's been like this probably for, for many years. The community is nasty to each other outside of the game as well. Let's say you make a mistake. I made a mistake in my last stream. I, admittedly, I really haven't been playing much Dead by Daylight lately, so I am pretty rusty. I made a mistake. In the moment, I did realize that I even called it out. I was like, I should go pick up that person, but they're throwing. And that's another big thing that people do. Survivors throw as soon as they get down. They just intentionally want to abandon the game. But since there's a DC penalty, they can't just disconnect. They try to die on first hook. So we had somebody throwing, they had a flashlight, of course, probably going for TikTok clips. Oh my God, I've never seen one of those before. Oh, crazy flashlight save montage. Wow, never seen that on TikTok before. So the person was throwing and, and you know, we tried our best. I think if the person didn't throw, I think we probably could have four outed really easily. So we tried our best. I think we got, I think we fixed four generators. We still had one left. There was, it was essentially a 3v1. We just couldn't make it happen. And it was my, maybe my first or second game on stream. And it was my first stream in a while. And I didn't think much of it. I was like, ah, you know what? Person throws pretty common in DVD. Let's just go next. <laughs> and then somebody came to my stream and they were like, why'd you throw? And I was like, oh no, they said through. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that fung, yeah, it was really unfortunate. We had a thrower on our team and we did our best. I was like, which one were you? And he's like, I was fung. And there were two of them in the game. And I was like, oh, you must have been the other one. Yeah, we, yeah, it's unfortunate the fung threw. And he's like, no, you threw. You didn't do this and this and this. And I'm like, I was trying to fix gens so we could get out. I think I had adrenaline on my build. So I was like, you know, if other people had adrenaline, 
maybe we can get that exit gate open pressure, you know, the last gen, get a cool adrenaline play. Uh, but instead he thought I should go pick people up, heal, etc., etc. And it got really nasty. And it's like, I was already queued up for my next game. I think I was already loaded into my next game. I was already like a minute or two into my next game. And the guy's going on and on and on about like all the things I should have done different. And I was like, dude, you know what? Like that, that trial's over, <laughs> you know, I'm already on to my next trial. You should do the same if you want to keep playing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm past it. You know, it was a bad round. And, um, we, we had a, a back and forth. And in the end, the person, you know, I, I let them know. I'm like, Hey, you know, like, I'm obviously going to get defensive if you come into my stream and call me a thrower when in my brain, I'm trying as hard as I can. And I think that's where a lot of the disconnect comes in this community when somebody's actually trying, but because their skill level maybe isn't the same as the other person or other people in the lobby, then immediately people just think they're throwing. <laughs> it's possible that Fung was like new to the game, but I, I think they had like really good cosmetics and they had some prestige levels. So that suggested to me they had some experience and probably should have known better. But yeah, no, what they wanted to do was go for a flashlight save, got downed, and then tried to die on first hook. It was just unfortunate. But the person who came to my chat did uh, realize that, you know, I'm a bit rusty and apologized. And I said, hey, you know, I'm sorry if I was bringing some weird energy to you. It's just I get defensive when people come in and drop that weird energy in my stream. So the person actually followed me <laughs> on Twitch and... You know, at the end of the day, at the end of our interaction, we we're both like, hey, you know, good luck in your games. Hope the next one's better than that, the game we played in. And I really think that we need to have more interactions like that. Um, I'll admit 100% I get very emotional playing this game. I'm not completely innocent when it comes to being super nice to my teammates. If you've been in my stream or my TikToks or in my comments section, <laughs> you'll sometimes see that I'm bantering quite a bit. And sometimes with my own teammates. That's why I've been playing Killer mo most of the lately is because with Killer, it's my responsibility. I'm, I I try to do what I can to quote unquote win. I, I try to match energy with the lobby that I'm up against. So if it's very obvious that one or two people are brand new to the game, I'll try to avoid them in chase and I'll try to find the other people because I know that I can down those people super quickly and eliminate them from the game and what do they get out of that experience it's not very fun for them but i'm gonna i am going to be playing during the event uh that just came out the haunted by daylight which actually looks pretty cool you can go into the void and do all these things and the the actions you do in the game allow you to go buy things like cosmetics which i think even Jin has a really cool cosmetic uh michaela and Hattie, uh, there's some killer ones. So yeah, it's a, it's a really exciting event. Yeah, I'll be playing. And uh, but yeah, I would say in the last like two months, I've been playing a lot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I actually played that game for about the first five to six weeks of its release, and I'll admit it, it has gotten a bit stale. The community is getting very eager and impatient for new content, uh, but. Uh, the developers, uh, Gun, they want to make sure their game is polished. They want to get bugs out of the way. 
They want to get some really broken mechanics fixed. And they have been very transparent with the community. And they've also been transparent about how much a DLC is going to cost when it comes to like these skin packs they're releasing, um, a cosmetic and... Uh, well, it's basically a, a full pack for Leatherface. It includes a new Leatherface cosmetic, which is brand new and unique to the game. Um, a, a new chainsaw, a new finishing move, as well as new sound for the chainsaw. Now, I went on their YouTube, and they actually have this really cool feature where they talked about how they were trying to find the original um, chainsaw from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Of course, because it was filmed in the 70s, um, it's, it was really hard for them to find uh, the original model of that chainsaw. So... They did their best, and I think they did a fantastic job. Like, Leatherface's chainsaw sounds incredible, um, and it looks cool. You know, I, I have the skin pack where you can choose between, like, three or four chainsaws, and I'll I'll kind of trade between the rusty one and the clean one. And when I'm using the rusty one, I, I have this idea in my head that it somehow hurts more than the clean one, but, like, that doesn't make sense. You know, like, it's all going to hurt. <laughs> And it's a video game. Maybe that's me just getting super immersed in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know. But I'm curious, are, are any of you playing the game? And um, let me know on, on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter. I'll, I'll leave a link. There's always links in the show notes to all of my socials. But I'd be curious to hear if you've been playing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Are you still excited to play? Or have you moved on until they bring on new content? Um I know a big, big part of the pain point for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the, the lobby, the matchmaking system. A lot of times, because Slaughterhouse is a very confusing map for killers to play, or I guess family, uh, a lot of family members dodge Slaughterhouse, and Sissy and Johnny are very weak when you compare them to um, Hitchhiker and Cook. So if anybody has a sissy or a johnny people often dodge there as well people dodge if they're not getting the family member they want or the survivor they want if you have a connie one trick in the lobby they don't want to try to learn leland or sunny or any or julie anybody else so there are a lot of reasons why people don't want to stay in a lobby so i really hope that gun is working on some kind of it'd be nice if you could just queue up as you know queue up as Leatherface only so that when you get into a lobby, you're going to be playing Leatherface and you're going to get matched up with people who are who are queued up as Cook or Hitchhiker or the, any of the other ones so that you don't have that crossover of two people wanting to play as Cook or two people that don't want to play again, play with Sissy. It's just, there's a lot of things. I, I really want the game to succeed and I know a lot of people in the Dead by Daylight community are like being really mean and rude about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It doesn't have to be one or the other. If both games are good, if both of them are fun, we all win. Like Dead by Daylight right now is really stale. The meta really sucks on both sides. For a lot of us who played the Texas Chainsaw Massacre right at launch and grinded it, I saw a lot of DVD streamers. Angry Pug, Aaron, um, Barrine, who's been on my podcast as a guest. Um, TT has been playing it a lot. Uh, Tony the Duff. Um, 
again, I didn't write notes down, <laughs> but a lot of people are just straight grinding Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, Zubat and Scott, they had a that an era where they were grinding it pretty hardcore. So yes, fix 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 matchmaking. Maybe re have another look at your cosmetics and how much you're charging. Maybe, but the thing is, I I really don't think the community will ever be happy with cosmetics. As for the future of the show, I really that's that's a really tough thing. I'm not really playing Dead by Daylight, and right now I'm not really playing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And this podcast is called Red Rank Podcast, which was the old high rank in DVD. And I, I made this podcast about a month before they ch- made that change <laughs> to iridescent and all that nonsense. Um, I'm going to keep Red Rank Podcast. But the thing is, like, if I'm not playing these two ASIM games, what, what do I talk about? Like, I, I don't know if any of you have any interest in me talking about Teamfight Tactics, which is a game I've been playing a ton lately. I played the first two sets when it first came out, and I really enjoyed it. Now we're on set nine, um, and I, I'm really digging it. I'm, I'm right back into it. I'm Silver 4 currently, but again, I haven't played basically since the game launched. Spider-Man 2 is out today as well, so I'm really excited for Spider-Man 2. Maybe what I'll do is I'll introduce new segments to the show, where I'll be like, okay, in this section, we're going to talk about DVD and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then I'll talk about Spider-Man and where I'm at, and I'll give warnings in case you're in case you want to avoid spoilers, stuff like that. And then I'll have a section at the end, which I would really love to have like an interactive part of this podcast where I can where I can read your comments that that you posted in my previous episode because they, they will be on my Spotify. Every episode, I'll have a question you can answer. I'd love to have some back and forth with you. So at the end, I can if if we get enough people answering those, I'll interact with you and I'll read some of your responses. And then um, if you want to ask me any questions on Twitter, I can I can do like a mailbag kind of episode or or just attach them into the end. If you want to ask me questions like how do I dress my hot dog? What's my favorite G fuel? You know, anything really (laughs) within reason, of course. And of course, the most fun aspect of the podcast are my interviews. I absolutely love bringing in my friends to talk about Dead by Daylight or, you know, content creation, just life. And that's really one of what I want my interviews to be. I want them to continue to be just me and somebody else having a conversation. And we don't really have to talk about DVD. And I tell every guest that. I'm like, you know, it's a DVD-focused podcast, but we don't even have to talk about the game. And I think when I brought Hydro in, I think we didn't really talk a lot about DVD. We, I don't even think we talked about perks or anything, which is fine by me. <laughs> I'll just uh, I'll just take the conversation wherever it goes kind of thing. And that's what I really enjoy about it is I like pulling the curtain back, learning a little bit more about the people who we like to watch, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, whatever platform. So with that, I think I would like to bring people in who are not Dead by Daylight content creators. And I have some people in mind. Um, You know, I I have one friend who used to stream Dead by Daylight, but that was like three years ago. I'd love to have a chat with her and ask her, you know, what made you quit? What have you been playing since then? And we'll just talk about gaming and Baldur's Gate 3, which I know she's been playing a lot of. 
And I'd also like to talk to some other people who are like really incredible content creators. Like there's one content creator on my stream team, The Four Directions, we're all uh, Native American, Native Canadian content creators. Chief Suite is an incredible content creator and he makes videos about like how to take care of lizards and spiders, and plants, and how to prepare your aquarium or your like living space for your lizards. And it's just, it's got really like amazing content and even has like separate gaming channels. One where he covers like tutorials on how to expand your storage on the, the Steam Deck. And here are 10 tips for your Steam Deck and just like really cool content. So I, I'd love to to bring Chief Sweet in who I don't think has ever played Dead by Daylight, but that's fine because we don't really talk about it anyway <laughs> when I bring guests in. But that being said, my next guest should be probably in a couple of weeks. We had a bit of a miscommunication. I, I reached out to this person who also, like, when I dropped in their stream, they're like, hey, Red Ring Podcast, get me on. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I sent them an email, and I didn't hear back. And I was like, oh, maybe they're busy, or maybe they changed their mind. A month went by, and I was clearing out my inbox, and I went into my junk mail, and I always go through my junk mail. I know it's all like enlarge this, then make money that and all this garbage. Right. But mixed in there, I could see podcast invite red rank podcast. And I saw my pal's email response in there who had, who responded like two days after I sent my original email. Maybe it just wasn't meant to be at that time, but I did follow up. I was like, Hey, you know, I went to my junk mail. I'm really sorry. I'll keep a closer eye on that next time. Uh, but yeah, they're at TwitchCon right now. So yeah, when they get back, I think we're going to try to find time to record. But yeah, uh, sorry if this episode was kind of all over the place. I just wanted to say hi. Hello. How are you? Hope you're well. I miss you. I, I, I miss doing this podcast. I just haven't been doing it because I haven't been playing DVD or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But now that I sat myself in front of the mic, I've got some ideas on what I can do with this podcast moving forward if i'm not really super active on those games and if you stick around i really appreciate you and if if you're out because i know the dbd audience is very loyal to dbd i totally understand too but whatever you do if you enjoy what i do here please drop a follow on twitter please rate the podcast on apple podcasts and spotify it makes a big big difference and i'm still trying to grow this podcast so i'd really appreciate that so until next time, take care. Thanks for listening.